Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for you and games from the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three unique perspectives and varying skill range. I am the leader of this rat pack, Andrew. With me, the one who carries the plague, Keith. Hello. And the one who can always smell out cheese, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener request to play Plague Tale Requiem. So thank you so much to our listener, Noah, who recommended that we play this game. Plague Tale Requiem, as you can probably guess, is a sequel to the original Plague Tale Innocence, which is brought to you by Asobo Studio, who it's studio who brought you obviously the first Plague Tale, but they're also the studio behind Microsoft Flight Simulator, because, you know, those games are very similar. But going around, uh, Keith, was this a gamer pass for you? Because you're the one who's probably the most excited to play this, weren't you? Gosh, this... I just I just don't like this series. I don't like the characters. I I don't find the gameplay all that exciting. Like it's a game like when I in the sense of like when I started when I would start playing it, I could keep playing it because I would just keep going a little bit, but I wasn't ever interested and I wasn't the first time around and um yeah, I wasn't this time either. So yeah, this is this is gonna take a pass for me. Okay, I was like, wait, you said game? Yeah, I was like, for a second. I'm when I said game, I didn't mean it in a rating of game or pass. I just mean like, yeah, it's a video game, and I can play it. Uh, (laughs) But take a firm is a video game. Yeah, glowing review, fun fact. Let's have you. I was surprised because this is definitely a game for me at the beginning. What Keith was saying, there were some character things and dialogue stuff that was going on that reminded me of the last game that, because some of the characters didn't like last game and I was afraid it was going in that direction, but it changed course after the first couple of chapters and I actually really liked it and it's very intense playing it. Whenever I get nervous, I watch a walkthrough and like do it with them. (laughs) If it's like (laughs) if I'm nervous, something bad's going to happen or if um, there's like a lot of enemies, especially at the beginning when I was playing Um, and Stealth games, it takes me so long to do because I always second guess things and I'm like waiting. Even with all that, I think we played enough stealth games between the first one and this one that I felt more comfortable and I enjoyed it so much more. I also think that the newer side character, not newer, the new side characters in this game were really interesting. And I think that the story, I think I like the story more this time too. I, I was very pleasantly surprised and I think, um, I mean, I'll get more into it later, but it's definitely a game. You're, you're very I, And I also want to say really quick that I will not be playing the end. I'm still glad that I played it, but and I'll, I'll tell you why, but I'm not finishing <laughs> this game. <laughs> so for me, this is also a game. Uh, I will say, though, if you played the first Plague Tale, this game does not reinvent the wheel. So if you did not like the first one, yeah, you're probably not going to like this one either. I mean, that kind of goes against what I just said a bit. Because I <laughs> last time I wasn't really t- into No, it, you liked it was, the first one. No, because I wasn't really into this. The, there was a lot of story stuff that I disliked. And I also didn't like the stealth aspect and stuff. And I only gave it an 80 last time. I won't Whoa. tell you what your spoiler scores alert. were. Their score is going to be higher this time, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I'm really curious what your scores are going to be like compared to the last one. Because I got your scores too. <laughs> but for me, there's a couple things I think this Asobo could have done better to really make this game just, I don't know, more enjoyable, which, you know, we'll kind of get into here and there, but um, it still, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. So if you, there wasn't any crazy gameplay changes, you know, there's some new things here and there, but not enough that it'd be like, whoa, this is a completely different game. To me, the story is really what carries it. This, like Liz said, I think the characters are great. Some of the writing isn't the greatest though on some moments, but the whole package overall of the story is it's a really fun ride. I also will say, I think this game should have been probably two to three hours shorter. I think would have been better. There's a couple chapters where I'm just like, that that could have just the been. The internet agrees. I, saw I was like, that, that, that could have been. Oh, really? Oh. But we'll get into that. So the story of A Plague Tale Requiem, you are taking control of Amicia and her younger brother, Hugo, who are on the road. If you've played the first one, you'll it picks off right where it left off. You know, you escape the city, you escape the Inquisition, and you guys are hitting the road trying to find a cure for Hugo. If you did not play the first one, 
you are going to be completely lost in this story, <laughs> but you are trying to essentially find a cure for Hugo as he has this disease called the macula, which is bringing about the plague of rats that are essentially consuming all of the French countryside and hope and eventually possibly the world. But that is the overall gist of the story. But there's a lot of moments in this game. We're going to try not to spoil as we usually try to not to. Liz, I'm going to try really hard. I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> but overall, what did you think of the story, Liz? I loved excited. it. At the beginning is when I had the most issues. But I like I said, they didn't really focus on it too much. Like later on in the story is where I really liked it. But for me, number one, you know, your kid is causing some plagues and stuff. Don't go to a big city. I understand it's not like today where you can drive, you know, 15 minutes to a grocery store. But they were rich people before all this happened. Yeah. And... For me, it's like, you know, get a plot of land, start gardening, grow your own vegetables and have somebody go in and talk to the order and do that business. Do not bring the kid there knowing that he can destroy thousands and thousands of lives. He's essentially a nuclear bomb and it's like, hey, let's bring him in the middle of the city. I I feel like he's like the only, well, not the only one, but he cares. He doesn't want to do this. He, He wants to go find a cure elsewhere. And no one's listening to him. And so Hugo in the first one, if I remember correctly, I thought he was annoying little brat. And this time he he cares about people. He's he's trying to help. And I really like that. So that kind of changed it. And then I also wanted to point out the beginning. <laughs> and then it wasn't like this the rest of the game. A little like things here and there. But I hated in the first one when they were talking about like the morality of killing these soldiers. Soldiers that are murdering innocent people and stealing their stuff and gloating about it and thinking that it's great. Slave owners, all this kind of stuff. It's like they they keep saying like, "Oh, you're 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 being bad by doing this." She's saving lives by killing these people. Oh and my it's goodness, that what? drove me nuts. Every time she would like kill somebody, like, "Oh my goodness, what kind of person it am stopped. I?" I'm like, "This is like the hundredth person you've killed over two games." We get it. You murdered some people. I don't. I think it's time to stop being so like upset about it, Amicia. But it's not murder, though, and that well, and like that's said, just it too. It's it's pretty justified. On top yeah, of it. He, she's not going around like killing kids like they're trying to kill them. Like that's the thing. Like they're like, oh, you guys are breaking the law by being here. You must die. And it's like if you see a little kid breaking and entering, and your first thought is you must die, I'd say you're probably a pretty bad person, and no one's gonna miss you. Um, <laughs> But it was Lucas that was saying this. And something that bothers me is that this is like hundreds of years ago, right? He's 12. Yeah, she's 15. 1300s. But back then, like men were soldiers. I understand he's into like alchemy and stuff. But she's doing all the fighting and he's complaining about it being immoral. And it's like, okay, big boy, like take out your sword then. Like for me, it's like take the well, lead. Phrasing. You do it. <laughs> oh, He's 12. Why would yeah, she that's why you watch use that phrase. Yeah, they have I'm swords joking, back joking. then. Um, hey, big boy. I'm just saying, like, he's he's trying to act like a man, but he's not being a man. You take the lead. You get them through without, you know, getting them caught and stuff. So for me, it's just like Lucas just needs to shut up. He's annoying like Hugo was last time. Yeah, I I, it, I I agree. It was really kind of annoying, this constant bickering of like, oh no, these soldiers were killing. Like Lucas, I agree. Lucas was really annoying. Like, I think it's funny because I agree. I think in the first one, Hugo was annoying. And then they're like, Hugo kind of takes, you know, a back seat for about half of this game or so. So you kind of, he's there, but not as like much as he was like in the first one. And it's just like, ah, instead they made Lucas annoying. It's like, what? can't they just make the kids not annoying? And I think like the biggest issue that I have with characters in this game is the evil mother. I hate this woman. Oh yeah, Let's, she definitely gets the mother of the year award for I this know. game. So she, at the beginning, is obviously bringing Hugo there and letting this guy do experiments and stuff, torturing the kid, and nothing's working. Yeah, guy looks working. like Fred Durst. What? The, the guy who looks like Fred Durst. Yeah, he <laughs> like Limp Biscuit. Yeah, that's why I like thought of him the whole time. Be like, oh, Limp Biscuit's here, but. <laughs> So she's the one that is making him go to the cities and stuff. She's the one that's doing all this stuff to him. I understand maybe she's trying. I, the entire time, was like, I feel like she's really evil and just works for the order. At one point, both of the children were about to die. 
I mean, obviously, like, there there was a scene where you see someone is about to kill the daughter, stands on the boat, doesn't do anything. Then Hugo is like, oh, no, my sister, because he's a loving kid and isn't a sociopath. He runs out to try to save her. Mother's still in that boat. She does not care that either of her children will die. I understand that the writers were like, oh, we need to maybe have her in this location. But it doesn't matter. That was either really horrible writing or the, the mother was supposed to be evil. I mean, I think the game is shown that there's not really the best writing overall and and (laughs) and we had well i mean you you've said it already that there is times where there's just some bad writing there's some bad dialogue and i'm saying it so if we agree then clearly it's correct i say parts because like i like what liz said i agree like why is a five-year-old running up the shore trying to save the daughter or the sister, and yeah, the mom just sits there, just kind of like, oh, this sucks. Like, the mother literally is the most worthless character in this and game. And she's having the daughter do all the dirty work of, like, yeah. running amongst the soldiers and risking her life. It's like, no mother who wasn't a sociopath would do that. You uh, would do it yourself. Especially, too, like, the mother knows what the 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 kids went through in the first game, for the most part. Like, she knows they were being hunted by the Inquisition. Like, she knows they just went through hell. You think the mother would be, like, more sympathetic or try to coddle them, but she's just like, yeah, Missy, your brother's dying. Uh, go to the market and find things. I'm going to sit here. And it's like, are you serious? Like, she just busted her butt the first game. they both have, like, PTSD. Like that. Can you imagine going through what they went through in the first one with the rats and everything? The, all the bodies they had to go through and all the yeah. nasty muck. Yeah. It's just like some of that writing is just like, and same too, like, like we're saying with them being upset about killing, it's like you literally just murdered, not murdered, but you already killed hundreds of soldiers in the first game. I I feel like the writers kind of forgot that it happened. Like, I understand they have a little bit of PTSD and she doesn't enjoy doing it, but it's just like, kill or be killed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's got to be a certain point where, uh, Thankfully, I've, I've never found myself in such a position that I have to choose myself or hundreds of other people's lives. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be a certain point where you're just like, all right, yep, this is the thing that's happening today. Let's try to keep it under 10. <laughs> it's only killed 10 people. Yeah. But, but I agree, Liz, though. I think the game picks up so much more about, yeah, like the one third halfway through the game. I think once it starts introducing new characters, I think the story gets so much better. I really enjoyed the mystery of this game. And I don't know about you guys. I was kind of constantly, I sometimes was wondering if what they're saying about this disease, the macula is actually real. Cause there's moments of this where I'm like, I'm curious if this is all kind of made up and it's just a kid's fantasy, a kids that lived during the black plague of like, they blame themselves and they think the plague's following them. But in reality, it's just everywhere and it's killing everyone. Maybe. I never thought that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that was like a thing I always kind of thought about. It's like, I felt like this is a way of kids are, fantasizing. Are you including all of the murders that they do? Oh, no. These kids are fantasy? still. No they're, no, they're still murdering. Okay. All right. So the, the murder murdering is still a thing. I just wasn't sure if they were fantasizing about the murders, too. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I just, I don't know. There's just always like weird little things that just don't seem well thought out. I don't know. Just like every time you're like, hey, uh, what's the other other kid's name? Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. You're like, here, Lucas. Too. He's like, oh, oh, right. Yep. Like, okay. I don't know. Do you want to get out of here? Like, yes, it is your job to do this. But he just seems so dejected by all of it. Yeah. And I, I, I'll be honest. I, I told you. I got to the end of chapter three and that, and I, and I think I was like right at the end of it. I didn't actually complete it cause I didn't even get the achievement for it. I got so annoyed <laughs> with it. I, but at the very least in the first three chapters, this game pulls off one of the most annoying video game traits of all time. As you go through this whole big thing, you know, the, you know, the, the towers and the city trying to find this magister, right. And you get to him and then it's like, Oh, cut scene. And you just all walk back casually together through this treacherous place that you just came through. Like, I don't want to have to go back through it with a th- second person, obviously, but it's just really bad, lazy writing that why did I have to fight through all of this? If we can just casually walk back well, to where we need to be respected him. though. I mean, they but know we're that not. they're looking we're, for, we're to be murdered because we're well, existing they know they're looking and also for kids. doing murdering. 
not kids and like a respected member of the community. Well, no, I agree with you, Keith. So it's you know, about when you get to vote on, because at that moment, the soldiers are surrounding the tower and you don't kill all the soldiers. Like they're about to siege that tower and try to find Vodan. You find him and he's just like, all right, let's go. It's like you walk past the mercenaries that have been surrounded the tower. I do agree. I understand where you're coming from, Keith. And and if it did that throughout pretty much everything, that'd be fine. But then the very next chapter, you go on and you have to find this flower and you go and you find it. And then it forces you back through everything you went through. And it's like, oh, we just need to get here. But just kidding, there's more. But just kidding, there's more. But just kidding, there's more. It's like, I, this is so annoying. And but would I, you rather have to go through it all with the guy or would you rather have a cutscene? Pick one me, or the like, other. But you, you're <laughs> saying like it's annoying, but I would rather not have to go through the same area with the same enemies. Exactly. Then don't make me do it again on the next chapter. That's Just pick pick a lane. That's all I'm saying. If so, you're, you're going to do this little thing of like, all right, you got to where you need to be. Let's just move on to the next chapter. Fine. Make that your story. But don't pick and choose. So I do, for the most part, agree with you, Keith. Because as I said, I think this game needs to be a little bit shorter. So the average playtime for Plague Tale Requiem, you're looking between 16 to 19 hours. And to me, like, that was just, it was too long. Because, the like I said, this, you know, it's a third-person stealth game. If you played the first one, you know exactly what you're getting into. And that, like I said, this game doesn't reinvent the wheel. So to me, even though it's been, I don't know, how long ago did we play the first one? Probably like a year and a half ago. Already, as soon as we started playing this, I'm like, I've been here before. I've done this before. I've done these mechanics. I know what's going on. I'm getting these new al- these alchemy things to do the things of extinguishing fire or lighting fire. So it didn't really change too much of the gameplay. There's some new things. You, you get a crossbow. There's one new alchemy thing. Uh, you create tar, which can help make, you know, light bigger fires. But, like, it didn't alter the gameplay that much. You're I so- think it did with the crossbow because I, that was the first thing that I fully upgraded. And I think I went the the right way there, Andrew, unlike you. You, you did something else. Um, <laughs> but it makes it so that you can retrieve the, the bolts that you shot. So you really do have unlimited arrows. So you don't have to worry about like with enemies like being, you know, super sneaky and stuff because you can play aggressive. There's different ways that you can play. And I ended up going to the aggressive point. What is it? Prudence? Aggressive? Yeah. As you're playing the game, there's a slight RPG element where it gives you experience points to how you're playing the game. So yeah, there's opportunity, which is mostly alchemy based. Like you're using your, your alchemy recipes. Yeah. There's aggressive where you're mostly killing the enemies. And then there's uh, stealth, which was yeah. Prudence, which is all about if you ignore enemies and just sneak by them, you get experience points in that category. But yeah, the crossbow made it so that like, if you're like me and you hate being sneaky and it makes you nervous and stuff <laughs> right when you upgrade that it is a game changer. And then it really is more story based. There are some, levels where you do have to be stealthy because like you, you people can't know that you're there you're not you, you can't really shoot your way through it kind of thing yeah the guards are like kind of good so you're not supposed yeah. to kill them so like there are times and, and then you go back to me like crap i missed my my crossbow but <laughs> another thing i want to bring up the side characters can i mention his name no or, okay, okay so andrew said i can't because he played it with like the subtitles that show like who's talking and so there's Just a twist the soldier. What? Yeah, the soldier. There's a twist, and I didn't even know who this person was. Like, she was so mad to see him. I'm like, who is this guy? Why is she mad? And then I figured it out, and I was like, oh, that twist would have been better if I knew who it was and they were dressed the same and stuff. But this soldier, I feel like I should hate him. And, um, but I actually, like, there's nothing about him that I liked. And I was like, there's something, like, I feel like the characters were a bit more, um, layered and then same with Sophia I really liked her too and uh, something that she said about the soldier I can't say because I would also be a spoiler but that's like one of the main <laughs> like reasons why I instantly was like I like her and I feel like anybody who plays a game and like here's the dialogue they'll they'll know, they'll know why but so for me I think that those two characters when they came into play that's when I started getting like really excited because I was like I need to know more about them I, that's I, that's one thing I really enjoyed about the story. I think this game does a lot more with side characters and what's going on. So the very first Plague Tale Innocence was very much Amicia and Hugo's story. Yeah, it was them going around. Ninety percent dialogue is them. You don't really even know too much about the villains. 
like there's very few side characters. Eventually you get Lucas, but even then Lucas isn't, I think as big of a character in this one, it's so much more of a like wider audience, which I loved. You actually have more of a identity to the villains, why they're doing the things they're doing. You have so much more identity to the side characters, why some of these people are willing to help you when you're essentially killing thousands of people. I really enjoyed the side characters. I think the voice acting is fantastic too with it. I also think too that Hugo seemed more like an innocent kid to me in this, especially with the way that the soldier and Sophia talked to him. It was really cute and wholesome. And I also like too that they kind of had their own traits too with like Sophia. Like she had like a, she's a smuggler, but she has like a code that she lives by. And I just, I just love those characters. I wasn't as crazy about Sophia. She, to me, her story didn't make much sense as to why she was helping so much. Yeah, she said. Because... Because I, she owed your sister because you saved her once. But yeah. she saves you, like, 20 times. At that point, she's way past paid her no, debt. No, she helps. Like, there's a difference between, like, this oh, person... Oh, no, no, she, she straight up saves Amicia. She's about to get killed, and Sophia comes and stabs a guy. Oh, yes, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, she does it, like, three times. And then after she stays with them, and yeah. then she also stays with them after figuring out that Hugo can control the rats and kill people with them. Yeah, to me, I did not Which understand Sophia's purpose why she's there. Well, because she's probably trying to save a certain someone. Yeah. Because they have Possibly. this love-hate relationship. I think that's really why. Because they, they're all, like, you know, like, being rude to each other and, like, hating on each other. But they, they also, I think, love each other. And I think that she was hoping that they would help said person. <laughs> So, Liz, you said you mostly play aggressive, killing people. Did you max out the aggressive? No, because I started doing it when I fully upgraded the crossbow. And then I was just like, murder city. Um, (laughs) Population (laughs) you all. I said earlier that with this game i'm i whenever i get nervous like for instance like i was nervous a character was gonna die i you know if there's tons of enemies like sometimes a cutscene will happen and then we would charge you and you have to fight the person and so i go to a walkthrough and i watch them a little bit and then i actually sometimes play while the walkthrough is going it takes me so long to play this game uh and so sometimes i did what the walkthrough person was doing and you know because also because that reminds me I found this very hard to navigate because there's so many like little hidden things and like you'll be walking down the road and you can go three different ways. And I'm just like, what is the shortest way to get out? So that's another reason why I had to walk throughout. And it also was great when um, I just realized I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm sorry. When side characters take the lead and you don't have to navigate. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> Did you guys love that too? I'll stop talking now. They don't really move very fast. They don't. Which I'll is... take it. I, I don't know where I'm going. I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, I I obviously don't know as many of the side characters, so I, I don't have a lot to to offer there. I have my own suspicions about how Liz talked about this, this mysterious soldier man who we might be, but <laughs> well, I won't spoil it in case I'm right. I... I... I didn't find it too hard to navigate. There's only like three, maybe four, kind of big open areas where you can kind of explore. The biggest is when you get to the island. That was like a massive area. And it was kind of annoying. Yeah, you got to the part. At one point, they said I had a map. And I'm yeah. like, where, where do I have a map? I literally am hitting all the buttons. I go to the control layout. I'm like, where, where's this map? I didn't I, even look for it because I was following the walkthrough. <laughs> I, yeah, I just ended up like stumbling my way and eventually finding where I was supposed to go. But yeah, like Sophia kept saying, hey, if you ever get lost, open your map. I'm like, what What map? Where did I get a map? Nobody told me this map. But um, no, overall, like I, I didn't find it too hard to navigate. I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't too crazy about the RPG elements of like leveling up because I was trying to level up my aggressive stance. I was killing tons of people, but I only got to like level two out of five on the aggressive stance. And what I'm, do you get? That's, well, that's my biggest complaint. I feel like the upgrades aren't impressive. Like you get some that are like, oh, that's kind of helpful. Like but, what? Cause I don't, I don't remember getting any. So like the very first level of the stealth one is you move quieter. Okay. That's, that's kind of helpful, but I didn't notice too much of a difference. The level one of the aggressive stance is you can actually push people. 
So if a soldier's like by a bunch of rats, you can actually push him into the pile of rats. I oh, used yeah. it once. <laughs> like I didn't find it that many opportunities for me to use it. The opportunist, the opportunity one where you're crafting stuff. That one's kind of helpful because you create more stuff with less resources. Eventually you actually start creating pieces where you can actually use to upgrade your equipment, which once again, I think didn't think upgrading the equipment was that helpful, except for the crossbow. Like you said, if you get the last level of the crossbow, you can recover your bolts. They That's need nice, to but. have more knives in that game because a lot of the benches that give you extra resources and stuff, like I, you need a knife to open them. And I like was never finding them. Yeah. And I mean, at the beginning I was using them to kill people. Uh, but, um, but yeah, what'd you upgrade first? Uh, the very first thing I upgraded for my equipment were the tools because you need tools to upgrade the things. But once you get a high enough level, it's like, oh, tools no longer exist anymore. It's like, well, that's useful. So I went for that first. So I wouldn't need that component. You just need pieces to upgrade things. I just thought maybe the aggressiveness is also how you kill people. I was so, thinking that. Because the soldiers know. made a comment about like, what a way to go. So you can like light them on fire. You can get them eaten by rats. You can hit them with a stone. Possibly. Shoot them. Maybe, so maybe that's why that's I'm struggling why. with it. I don't but, know. See, because my question was going to be, does it upgrade at certain set points of the game too? Or does that just happen naturally? Because I had even, and I know not a ton, but through what I played, I had, I think, at least one point in aggressive and one point in opportunity. Yeah, that's a crafting one. So I like I had two points already. Um, and I didn't think I was overly aggressive. If anything, I actually did a lot more running. Like, I, I almost started pulling scorn at some points where it's like, I don't know, I can just sprint away from these guys, and as soon as I shut the door, they yep. stop following me. That's I actually learned that, too. After a while, I was kind of getting sick of some stealth areas. I'm like, I'm just running to the door. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, it, there. I'm sure there are points in the gameplay where it happens, but at least so far as I played through, nothing was ended by being unstealthed. So I, as long as I could get my way to a door, maybe just kill a guy or two along the way, because... maybe i just don't remember this from the first one was there a counter in the first one or is that a new i don't think so i'm pretty sure that's a new feature because i felt like that was kind of helpful for basically preventing allowing you to do just that to like get into a fight without planning to win it so much um but yeah i definitely spent a lot of time also extinguishing flames and just watching people get eaten by rats so that's always a fun uh, time yeah yep good time good time (laughs) But yeah, there's there's some areas where you just can't get detected at all, so you can't just sprint. But it's like literally two segments, probably. Uh, but yeah, I noticed the soldiers never run. They just briskly walk. So you can outrun them. So yeah, there's a couple areas where it's super massive, and I, was, I got caught, and I'm like trying to break sight and keep hiding, but I kept getting caught more and more. And I just said, yeah, screw this. And I just ran to the exit. It's like, oh, beat that area. But I, I didn't think you leveled up fast enough. And like I said, to me, I didn't find the upgrades to be game-changing. Because when you do beat Plague Tale Requiem, you actually can start a new game plus. And to me, I'm like, it, it puts it on a very harder difficulty. Because right now you can play narrative mode, uh, normal, and then hard. But new game plus is like a harder mode. And you can't really sprint because it's a one-hit kill. Every soldier is a one-hit kill to you. So if you get caught once, you're just done. But... Yeah, having these upgrades, I'm not like, oh, I can quickly get by all these people. So I was just a little disappointed in like what the game offers you for rewards. I like the concept of it. I think that's I always love when a game does that for an RPG element of the more you do a thing, the more you upgrade it. Oh, I 100% agree on that. That's that's what I would love to see more of in games. I think it makes more sense. I wish not even just RPGs. I wish sports games did this. Like the way that your your athlete performs dictates the type of things they upgrade. You can't just upgrade anything. So I, I'm all about that style, but I remembered even from the first Plague Tale where the upgrading things just felt like a ch- not even a chore, but just like a, a thing they put in the game to be like, cool, we have Collectibles. upgrades. But yeah, there was no purpose to it. It never felt like it did anything game-changing. Do you remember there was a, uh, a rollerblading game on the 360 that had this same kind of RPG element? You created a character, and yeah, if you like kept wall uh, wall riding or grinding, you would your character would actually level up on that. I think it was it wasn't skate. I can't remember the name that that game. It was a rollerblading game that was like Tony Hawk, but it had that kind of RPG element. Wait, rollerblading, not skateboarding? Yeah, it's rollerblade. Oh, that's cool. I I loved it. It was such a good game, and I can't remember the name. I'm looking it up right now. Aggressive inline. Yeah, that's it. Aggressive inline. That's PlayStation Two. It says. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure there was a version that came on the 360. 
They probably did. I will say, I think that this game had really good, oh my gosh, what's the word? When you die and you respawn. Checkpoints. Checkpoints and like it, <laughs> it saves very well. But yeah, the checkpoints, there's one time that I accidentally got stuck in a, a treasure box. Oh my I gosh. And I couldn't get out. Um, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Uh, so I had to, you know, do the, do the checkpoint and it was actually really good. So it blows my mind how much you break games. Like I, I did not know how it was possible. Like literally your footage is you walking into a chest. I know, but if you look at it, like I'm walking towards it, but then it kind of like just makes me go into it. It's weird. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't intentional. (laughs) Did you like the RPG elements? I mean, I thought that they were all right. I mean, I didn't really notice them. Like, I don't even know if I have points like you guys were talking about. So you never even looked. No. Okay. But I also like with the whole upgrading and stuff, like I just wish I was able to upgrade quicker, but I liked all of it. I felt like this game is, it feels really big, like location wise, because you're, you're going through like a lot of areas. There's a lot of people, a lot of rats and stuff, but when it comes to like the actual gameplay, it feels like a small game, and I'm okay with that because I knew going into it from the first one that, you know, the upgrading stuff, it is like a smaller element in a game like this. So it didn't bother me because I knew it was like that. Did you like the collectibles? I know you you love get looting in games. Yes, but especially so when I got the when when you're using other characters' ability that combined with the crossbow, I didn't actually need a lot of like the the stuff to make stuff like the alchemy elements. I didn't need a lot of them towards the end where I was. And so for me, like the, the looting kind of like got a little lackluster, but I, I liked like the moments. What do they call that? You can collect where it's like a moment and then souvenir. You, yeah. I never looked at the souvenirs. I got a bunch of them and they were, they were kind of like these like cute little moments and then the flowers and the feathers. And so I actually felt like there was just enough where like, cause there are some times where I'd have to like run through an area and I knew I'd be missing stuff. But I never felt like I was missing out on like the grandest loot, which is a good thing. I thought it was like kind of like a good middle. Yeah. I, I always I I kind of agree. I I enjoyed finding these story elements of the souvenirs and the feathers. To me it was like really touching. I just didn't think there was much purpose to looting. You're getting alchemy ingredients. I almost was always full. Yeah, me too. I like and so for me I'm like, I'm sick of trying to find stuff to build like keep making more like I could have used them but... more too, though. I think they do that if you want to go the stealth route. So for me, it's just I think it's just how you play. Playing aggressive, like I don't I don't need to kill enemies with tar. I'm just gonna shoot them. Yeah, but I was just disappointed that I didn't think this game really like mixed up the formula. Like you said, you're still kind of going from point A to point B, avoiding soldiers or killing soldiers. I liked that you had side characters kind of joining in your party, and each one had their own special abilities. Yeah. Like Lucas had the stupefacio where he could throw it into a fire and it was essentially like a concussion grenade. The soldier, you could have him fight people for you, which was an awesome segment because I just rolled everyone. Oh, you yeah. just, yeah, pick off the soldiers with no helmets for him while he would just fight everyone. And then the uh, Sophia had the prism, which would burn grass and just was another form of distraction, which I thought that was kind of lame. Where it's like, oh, you well, just no, I, cause more distraction. I usually used it. Well, she had the distraction, but she also had that. Oh, the, used it for the rats. Yeah, yeah, it would refract the light. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, and so you could not have to use a torch or waste your your ingredients. Which, by the way, also irritated me. There's a couple of moments where Amicia gets separated from like Sophia, and she's surrounded by rats. You think Sophia would be like, "Here, use my special treasure that will essentially scare the rats away for you." And well, like, give it back to was me. Was that before or after? Because she didn't it actually. Was after. Oh, okay. Because it takes her a while to figure out that one of our trinkets does it. No, it was after this. Yeah, some moments where I'm just like, it'd be nice if you. Uh, I mean, would me you really trust treasure. these people though? That like you, they were kind of hiding the fact that Hugo can control the rats and make yeah. them eat people. Like, I'm I'm sure she's a little wary of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the kid carries the plague. Okay. I just I don't I don't know why are we trying to save the plague carrier just the plague could end if we stop saving the carrier of okay, the plague yes. if it's your that loved- was my question I get that but yeah. what is it the I don't there's a name for it but the the, the train thing 
right? Like there's a train track and it splits. And then there's one person on one oh. train track and 10 people on another. But then the one on the one track is a loved one. Do you save your loved one and kill 10 people? I'm just saying. If it's 10 people. This is people, the whole I'm... world at stake. Not just one 10 people. But, uh, there's certain people in your life, though, that the world means nothing without them. So for me, it's just like in, it's like one versus 10. Then if it's someone who them. like. <laughs> no, I, I no, don't promote like, that action, but geez almighty, if you're going to save the world. No, but like I said, they went about it in a very selfish way. Like they could have hid the kid away from people because it was the rats went where he went. So for me, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have been like, screw these thousands of lives. <laughs> um, and I do think it's different with like this particular situation. But I think the train tracks is, is a little different. I... I I'm with you. I was constantly saying this while I'm playing this. I'm like, at what point does someone suggest he just kill Hugo? Like, I don't condone it. I thought I thought there was a story element. I couldn't remember. Okay, this is another thing. This is a big thing I think Plague Tale Requiem really drops the ball on. This game has zero recap. I, I'm sorry. You need to do a recap. I understand. Like, they just removed Plague Tale Innocence off of Game Pass. Makes sense. You know, here's your new game. If you really like it, you should check out the old one and kind of maybe learn the story. But for someone like me, like, it's been a while since I played the game. I It took me a while to understand, like, okay, I I forgot the mother was alive. And, but then I was like, oh, yeah, I think that's my mom. I, I can't quite remember. The game should have done a recap. Because, like, to me, if you did not play the first one, you are going to be so lost. And then it just, the name also doesn't help it. A Plague Tale Requiem. If I put these two games in front of you, Plague Tale Requiem, Plague Tale Innocence. Tell me which one's the first one and which one's the sequel. Like you would have no idea. Like they're just, and so I think that's a big mistake too. I they really should. It just irritated me there wasn't a recap. I just wanna. I agree with you, but I just wanna go back a little bit because it's like it's so easy when you're looking at a game to say you know you let the kid die or whatever, but it's like. But what if it's your kid? That's, She's practically her agree. mother. She like she is raising this kid. She is practically his mother. I I'll tell you, screw everybody else in the world. It, like so, for me, it's just like I understand what you guys are saying, and I had that thought once, but then I was like, ooh. But if it's in my tight circle, I don't care. Don't get me wrong. I don't blame Amicia for not wanting to kill Hugo, but I'm surprised someone like Lucas or something yes, like, hey, let me I just give him that, a potion yeah. to kind of go to sleep, because like people always said of like. If you knew your kid was Hitler, like, what would you do? Like, your kids could be the next Hitler. But he's not He's not trying to kill people. I, I know. People. So that's different. That's not I, being... Okay, yes. But it's still, like, it's still just... I'm just trying to point the yeah. the thing of your kid is going to be the cause of numerous deaths. And I understand if people think that I'm wrong, I totally understand it. I, I totally get it. That... But I wouldn't do it. I Don't get me wrong. Like, if it was our daughter, I'm like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because she's a kid right now, too. It's like... It's, it's They're so innocent. I know, they are. And I'm not saying Amicia had to do it. I, I wasn't saying she had to go all Moses on him. I'm just <laughs> saying that maybe, like you said, Lucas or someone else could have just been like, sorry, Amicia, while well, she's not there and behind her back, like, maybe just like a pillow over Hugo's head. I don't know. So me, yeah, because like, I, I, like for me, like the, the new characters that are coming into this game, like, I feel like any of these new characters, they're obviously not really attached to you. They know of you. But as soon as the news came to light that the plague is following the the, the brother. But people want to use him, though. Like, you're forgetting that not oh, everyone true. that you meet are good people. That's some true. of them and of some of them, them might be too good of people to be like, I, you know, so I so I also wanted to I don't know. Did I already ask this? How big the studio was? No. But I'm not because sure. for me, because we keep talking about how like this doesn't reinvent the wheel, right? And I feel like this is more going for to carry on the story. It's not about like, you know, kind of like going crazy with the game because it did add a little bit, but obviously not a lot. I think it's more like story based with the, this continuation. And so for me, I'm like, maybe they didn't have the ability. So that's why I'm like, I wonder how many people work for. I don't know. I think the first one did pretty well. I'm guessing is this a Microsoft IP? Like, no, it's it's a uh, multi-platform. Okay, I don't know, but I just the first one did really well, so I, I feel like they probably 
are in pretty good shape for the second one. I, I don't know. I guess to me that's not so much what I'm seeing. I just, yeah, I it almost just felt like it could have just been DLC practically. Like the graphics are better if we want to transition there. I, I did <laughs> I did notice that like graphically it was very nice, except for again, the rats are still just kind of an amorphous blob of noise and and mush. Uh, but overall, like the what's what's the the the, the vent now when you see like the big outlook of the mountains and stuff, like there's the one scene like yeah, the vistas, like when you're like you know, skirting around the outside of the tower and stuff. And it gives you that just like big sweeping view of the mountains and everything. Like that's really cool. Graphically, the game is very nice. I did like that. So let's answer your previous question. It's 250 people are in the studio. Is that big? It's a pretty I big studio. It's, it's, it's a, at least gotta be a medium. Studio. It's a good size studio. Yeah. I think that the graphics are gorgeous. I, I understand what you're saying about the rats. And I also, I forgot to mention earlier that sometimes it killed me when they should not have. Like I was in the light and it really made me angry. It was one chapter in particular that it kept happening and then all the other chapters, I don't think it happened. But I saw some people online saying that the graphics sucked or whatever. I thought the faces were beautiful, the environments. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Well, so this game recently not quite came under fire but it was under scrutiny because it was announced that this game was kind of locked at 30 frames per second yes everyone's talking about that on metacritic yeah and so like a lot of people get kind of irritated with it i personally am not too crazy like it does it's not as big of a factor for me but you know this is a next gen only console game so that's why some people are like how is this like that's the thing why most people are getting upset because it's like how can you say you're a next gen console game but only do 30 frames a second. I think it's understandable a little bit with this game because I disagree with you, Keith. I think the rats are a lot more detailed than this. I, when you, in a large scheme of things, yes, they kind of look like an amorphous blob, but I actually felt like each rat was actually pretty well rendered and in like had a nice design to each certain one. Like it wasn't just a blob that kind of had rat like features. Now to me, it looked like every rat was a, a rat. So a lot of motions going on in this game. And even though it was locked at 30 frames a second, to me, I never really saw the frames dip. And there's some moments where there's a lot going on. There's a lot of fires, you know, rats going on, movement. And to me, I personally never saw any dips. Um, I think graphically, I think the people's faces, like when it gets real close into the story elements, it looks awesome. Yeah. I think the characters convey a lot of emotion. Their faces look good. And do you guys have any problems with their teeth? I know both no. of you have weird no. moments with teeth. No. <laughs> there, there was a few times where I didn't feel like Amicia's mouth lined up well with the way she was speaking, but I think that has to do with the game is intended to be played in French, right? Yes, because it is so a French think, studio. Yeah, so I don't know if that's that's part of what was going on as far as like it was trying to dub English over a French moving mouth, if that makes sense, but... That was my only real complaint as far as the faces go. Otherwise, I thought they were pretty good. Did you guys actually try it in French? No. I, I did for a little bit. I was just going to say that I thought it was funny. I told Andrew this, that they were talking about like the English in like a bad way. Because, like, you know, everything that's happening. But the person who said it had an English accent. And I told Andrew, <laughs> he was like, oh, it's a French studio. So I'm assuming they just got like English actors or maybe I like misheard the quote. No, they did. Cause when you switch it to French, they were definitely different voice actress, uh, actors and actresses. The, I did not like the voice actress for Misia on the French. She sounded like a 30 something year old woman. Like a is supposed to be 15 years old, but to me, she sounded like older than Sophia. And I'm just like this. <laughs> I did not care for this, but I thought it was interesting. I like, I think the voice acting is still fantastic in French, but I didn't want to play a game and read subtitles, so I was like, I can't do this. We've played games before where when people are like upset and breathy and all that kind of stuff, like I think that they they've done a bad job. This is this game is not like that. I thought they conveyed the emotions really well. Uh, some moments of Misia I thought was a little breathy. No, she PTSD was, but and... I've heard it a thousand times worse. Yeah. Like she like when she is having those moments where she's having like pee. PTSD and stuff like and she is trying to catch her breath like I just I it fit and I thought the voice acting was great I also felt like it really fit the character especially like even the soldier like I thought it was the perfect voice actor for him yeah so 
But uh, as far as animation goes, what I didn't like, I don't know if you guys, it bothered you, but whenever you went downstairs with Amicia, she goes into like a full-on squat going down those stairs. Yes, I noticed okay. that. Okay, like, like she's so practically weird. sitting. Because <laughs> like, Hugo is... looks normal. And yeah. Her legs are like, yeah, She, I 100% agree. I noticed that. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, that's kind of weird. And there's a couple moments when people are talking when you're in the middle of gameplay, their voices don't move. Their mouths don't move. <laughs> So like this conversation's going on, but they just have like a regular stoic look. And I noticed it sometimes it doesn't happen too often, but I was just like, ah, maybe that's what I was seeing with Amicia that one time is that her mouth just wasn't moving because something didn't look quite right. And and I was gonna like, and I immediately went to, oh, here we go again. But then it cut to Lucas, right? He's the first kid you hang out with. Yeah, it cut to him and he was perfectly fine. So I was like, well, no, it's, it's not how they did the faces. So yeah, uh, so maybe that was it. Is it just, I don't know, had a weird hiccup or, or whatever it was there. But overall, though, I, I love the acting in this game. I thought all the characters were very unique. I, like To me, I also loved that the villains were even interesting. Yeah, I knew like the, the culty ones, like something was going, like something was wrong there. They were too, too happy looking. Oh, there was another story element, though, that I thought was kind of poorly written when you're trying to leave the first city and you get to your brother and the alchemist guy's like you need to do something about your son like he's supposed to be the one helping you guys he literally like gets crushed by a beam and everyone just stares at him and they just go so anyway like they literally just like no one cared like the the way that moment played out i don't know if you noticed it liz to me it made I me chuckle do you said it and now I remember it, but I don't remember like the transition, but I do remember that happening. To me, it looks like a meme. It li- literally looks like a meme of like, everything's going down and this guy gets crushed and they're just like, all right, let's go to the boat. Yeah, like nobody I, cared. I feel like too, like there is somebody that was helping them that ends up getting killed suddenly. And I, I would have had a, a different reaction. Yeah. Like, they were just kind of like, oh so no. Death, so yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. I just randomly thought about the Falcon scene. What, is that the bird yeah. that it was? Where you have to like, you know, you duck down. Wait, someone died in that scene? No. No, no, no. I'm talking about different. I, oh. I, I just remembered it. That scene was kind of cool because it was oh. like a different way for enemies to come at you. That was yeah. a weird, crazy. But that was a mechanic that was only used at one time, though. Yeah, and I'm glad it was because um, <laughs> I hate when Amicia dies, and she died a couple times for me. Oh yeah, I remember you complained about that animation. That you thought, did you think it was too graphic, showing you dying? I don't like when someone like is screeching and like like you, you know because they're they're being killed in an awful way. I don't like it. I, do you know what? I don't think it was too graphic. I've seen so much worse, but I would yeah, rather Tomb Raider. just no, yeah, I'd rather just not see it. To be honest, so for me, like I whenever she died, I was like, ugh. That's why, I, like I said earlier, I was so mad when the rats killed her when they shouldn't have, when I was in the light. The death animations didn't bother me. I thought it cut out perfectly each time. It literally showed you, like, just about to die, and then it cuts it. Yeah. Like, in Tomb Raider, like, you see a spike go through your head, and your character struggle for a few seconds, and then stand still for a few seconds, and it's just like, okay, that's yeah. a bit much. This one was very much like, boom, done. Like, I know, I just, that's just my preference. I prefer not to see it, but I think they did it in a good way. I mean, I agree. I mean, you're seeing a 15-year-old die. Yeah. It's not something I'm And you grow to like her character. Yeah. Did they bother you, Keith? No, mostly because I, I I was so annoyed with this, (laughs) that like when one of my characters dies, I went, yeah, good. (laughs) You deserve it. (laughs) Just stay dead. I don't know. (laughs) Does not mean this game's over? But I do agree with you, Liz. I love that the game's checkpoints were great. If I ever got caught, it I only lost like a few, maybe a minute of like gameplay. And so this game was great for playing cloud play. I- so my one gripe about it is it was never very far back, but it was just far enough back that I had to do something tedious. Like unless you hit it just right, obviously, like you hit just at a save point. But it would always be like, ah, there's like, and, and even if I died, it would just be like, I'd have to go to this room and collect this room and get rid of the rats and then clear the rats in this room and collect this other thing. And then I could proceed. And it would take three minutes, maybe. Like, it wasn't long. It was just if I had to do it more than once or twice, and there was a couple times I did that I was just like, I hate this whole thing right now. I, I feel just like hate that didn't really to happen it. to me. Well, I feel like I it mean, was usually like a really quick 
Yeah, I would have been frustrated it could have too. Absolutely, been my my sourpuss negative Nancy <laughs> about this game. I'm not even gonna act like that's not a possibility. That was just that was just my thought process on it. It was again. I'm not even saying it was ever far back, but it was just far enough that I didn't want to have to do the thing that I had to do. Something that was kind of frustrating for me. I again watching a walkthrough. The enemy sightline varied a lot yeah so there was oh, one yeah. time when i was watching a walkthrough and they were like like definitely in the guy's peripheral vision there is no way this person would not see you in real life and they just walked along and i was like i didn't know i could do that and so i did it and it worked great and then there were other times where just like i was like should he have yeah seen i me? feel like some people spot me a mile away and i'm like what the heck like i'm in and i'm in a shadow basically an invisibility cloak yeah yeah, and then they see a tizer right in front of them. They don't see me. I thought it was all over the place. Yeah. Which, I mean, if we're, if we're in another thing, is that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't tall like grass. It, it always makes me laugh that, yeah, the way that tall grass operates in games, it's like, great, I can operate quieter, but I don't really need to. I just need to be in tall grass. And that's. I know, it's like in real life, tall grass does not work that way. Like, you can clearly no, see grass parting and someone's in it, there. <laughs> there's nothing sneaky about walking through tall grass. No, not not in any capacity. Oh, well. I'm still embarrassed about my wording at the beginning. <laughs> what? My wording at the beginning when you guys were making fun of me. Oh, big boy. Uh, hey there, big boy. <laughs> oh, what, taking your sword out? Because I never <laughs> meant it. Should I, should I delete Take it? Take your sword Maybe. out, big boy. No, I mean. <laughs> Because I, I don't know how you will though, but I'm just like thinking about it. We're like, I that never crossed my mind. How did that not like register? <laughs> We've been in this episode for over 15 minutes now, and you're still like, I'm okay. still thinking about it. <laughs> I'm Sorry one of those to people you. that's like 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, I, I tripped that one time 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, geez. One thing though that I, I kind of liked was the achievements. And achievements are solid. I agree. Yeah. So Andrew, you got seven twenty. You got twenty six achievements. We didn't even talk about music. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Okay, like scratch all that. Yeah. Well, no, you still talking about. I just saw what time it was. Complained about the sound Uh, of the rats. My, but the soundtrack of this game is absolutely phenomenal. I like. I I don't think this is kind of a soundtrack I would listen to casually, but it is so good, like conveying this game. I agree. loved it so much. But my one problem is there was one time there the music did not match the moment. I don't think it was supposed to be there. And I felt like that happened, I think maybe like two times. And I don't know if it was the area that I was in. Uh, so I sometimes games accidentally do that. Overall, I thought that it matched the mood. It was really great. I, I mean, oh, it, it gave me chills sometimes. Yeah, a game like this, especially with like the time period and stuff, it's like you really need to nail it. And I think they nailed it. The soundtrack is on Spotify. There's some songs I think I could casually listen to, but a lot of it's just kind of weird of like how it's doing a really odd sound with like a cello or a violin. That's just really kind of sharp. And I, that's why I don't think it's like a great soundtrack to maybe casually listen to, but when you're playing the game, it is so good. It does so well, like punctuating the story and the emotion that's going on. I, yeah, the soundtrack and voice acting to me are just phenomenal in this game. But. I just I just want to point out this is what this is the second time in four episodes you've talked about getting chills. Ah, uh, well, we need. To oh no, it was it was sorry. The, it was the mute, People need to stop it was doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that oh, was the last time that Andrew got chills. That was nostalgia chills. This is uh, emotional chills. Nostalgia Different types of chills. chills. I think. Are you going to start rating games on the amount of chills it gave you? <laughs> uh, measurements of the six goosebumps. out of ten chills. How many? How how big of goosebumps I get? Ooh, <laughs> 23 goosebumps <laughs> but no i i loved the soundtrack in this game but yeah sorry to go back the achievements too i think are very solid i would not recommend it for achievement hunters but playing through you are going to get a good chunk of achievements yeah it's a lot of you know getting all of something but every yeah. chapter gives you an achievement though uh so yeah andrew 720 with 26 out of 35 achievements keith you got 30 with two out of 35 for completing chapter nice. one and two good job keith <laughs> i was so close to chapter three though and then <laughs> I-, I i was really frustrated because there is a game that you play and it gives you a hundred gamer score and i thought i'd have multiple tries so i just like kind of won it 
No, I said that. Wing it. Wing it. You did it. I knew it. I knew it. I hesitated because I was like. I like you said it. You looked at me like, I feel like this is wrong. No, but it's, what is the past tense? Winged. Winged it. You winged it? I guess, yeah. That doesn't, nothing sounds right to me. More like wang. I knew right when I said it, I looked at you in your eyes. You were like, oh, I can't wait to call you up. But anyways, so you only get one try unless you go back and do chapter select and all that crap. So I missed out on the 100 achievement, even though like I was so close. Well, um, you bring up another thing that is so good with this game. Yes, it has a chapter select. But some of these chapters vary. Some of them are like, oh, that was like a 15-minute chapter, an hour chapter. But the great thing about the chapter select, you actually can do like sub-chapter selects. So if it's like, oh, in chapter nine, halfway through, you missed one souvenir, you can actually select halfway through that chapter. So you don't have to walk through the entire stinking chapter just to get that area. That is great. So it, it is. That's the one thing that's really good about achievement hunting. If you want to collect all the things, this game makes it very easy for you to actually go back and quickly do it. That is fantastic. Don't be sarcastic. And anyways, <laughs> I got 380. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, but I, I nice wanted to make sure I didn't forget that other thing. Um, but yeah, it could have been 480 if I just, if like I said, if I knew. But that's the thing. If you can just go back quickly, as you were saying about the amazing um, chapter select, chapter select um, <laughs> why not just make it as many as you want? I thought that was kind of pooey. Oh. But yeah, there was, I thought like the gamer scores really varied. Like every time you beat a chapter, 15 gamer score. But yeah, play a random ball game in the festival, a hundred gamer score. It's like, that's really random. Yeah. So I just got to the end of, I didn't beat it. The end of chapter 10. Cause like I said, stealth games, it takes me three times as long as anybody else. I actually put in the time that it's supposed to beat the game and I still have six <laughs> chapters. But like I said, I am not going to finish it because I found out the ending and you guys know that I don't like feeling things. So <laughs> I will not be, I will not be, I was going to look it up anyways cause I had a bad feeling and it was worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so I'm a thousand percent not going for the other achievements. So but anyway, let's get into our reviews. Before we get into ours, I figured, you know, I, I reached out to everyone and let some people tell us what they thought of Plague's Tale. So Noah, who suggested we play this game, gave us a review. He said, I found it more impactful than the first one with a better story to boot. I feel like the gameplay side is greatly improved and has a lot more to do now. And now also has a skill tree that works in an interesting way. And finally... Here's my personal view of the game. I think Plague Tale Requiem builds on the first game in great ways. The story picks up right where it left off, turns its stealth gameplay into stealth action. Overall, he gives the game a 90 out of 100. But let's get into our final thoughts. Get into my final thoughts. As I said, I think Plague Tale Requiem is a lot of fun. If you played the first one and didn't like it, this game will not change your mind. It's still very much of the same caliber of what you're doing and things that are going on. But that being said, if you're like me and you enjoy Plague Tale Innocence, you will you'll just enjoy Plague Tale Requiem just as much. I wish it added a bit more gameplay elements to it because right at the beginning, I was like, I've been here before. I've done this. But the story, the voice acting, the graphics, the music are all really great to me. It just it's really what kept me going. I really enjoyed these characters. I enjoyed their struggle. I loved seeing the vistas and the music. I just the gameplay to me just got a bit stagnant. I think this game should have been probably about four hours shorter. I think there's a couple chapters they could have deleted. But besides that, I did not hate my time with Plague Tale Requiem. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, to me, this is... I would give this game an 83. Whoa. It's just because the gameplay to me just didn't add much. But so you think It doesn't the, reinvent the wheel, but I really liked it. The first one you gave 93, so you think it... This one's 10 points worse than the original. Just because the gameplay, yeah. Because it didn't add to the gameplay. Yeah. It, it To me, it just... It would took me out because it's just... I didn't think there was much there that kept it fresh. Okay, okay. So I think we're I think we're going to do a nice little compliment sandwich to this game. Because <laughs> um, the one thing I will agree with you, Andrew, on and is that... Plague Tale Requiem did is what Plague Tale Innocence also did and I didn't like Plague Tale Innocence so ergo in other smart words 
<laughs> I did not like this game. Uh, I I struggled to pick it up. I struggled to play it for 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 much time. Um, but having played Innocence, all I really missed out on was a story. Like you guys talked about a lot of characters and a lot of things about them that. I would have had more opinions on, but I wouldn't have cared any more about had I learned more. I, I just, nothing about the gameplay to me was something that I, I wanted to do. Um, it's kind of a survival game, but there's a lot of things to gather. It's kind of a, a horror game in some ways, if, if you want to make it kind of jumpy and tense and all those things. But yeah, for me, there's just nothing that really made me want to play more Plague's Tale. So for the love of, of God, can they just <laughs> not make a third one? Maybe just make a new game. A lot of studios are doing that these days. You know, they just try to make new games. So maybe, you know, they could do that um, and just not make a new Plague's Tale. And, and we could play that game. Um, I, I think because they did a really good job with the visuals for for really the most part i i don't want to give it like a like a 50 or something crazy i but i'm gonna go with a 63 okay your original was a 73 i like that you guys are doing 10 points apart i it's like you guys planned this i don't know no (laughs) swear to god we did not for me i don't know I thought 93 was low. That's what I was going to do. Which, by the way, I did was the 333. I, I already had this in my mind. That's going to give it 93. Because for me, story-wise, I think that there were some flaws, um, especially at the beginning. And then I also... Uh, I understand... I'm, I have like the typical American, I want a happy ending. Like... Life, life can be hard. I want happiness and joy from. <laughs> oh, there is no happiness. In I know. It's and all so about for misery. me, like I, but I can't fault the game. Like sadness at the end. I'm just not gonna play it. But There's sadness I will, throughout, not just the end. I know, I know. But I, I but the ending particularly, like I mean, it, ugh, that's just different. And for me, like, there's so many games we play where, you know, they try to be, like, have this, like, tense atmosphere and make you nervous and stuff. And I feel like I have, like, shocking moments, maybe outside of, you know, like, the the scary feel. I feel like this, like, nailed it on the head for all of them. There are times where I was, like, really nervous. I, there are times where I was super shocked, like, when somebody dies suddenly. And I there were characters that I should hate, but I didn't. And I wish I could talk more about it, but it's a spoiler. And um, looking at Metacritic, I'm oh my gosh, I didn't drink coffee or anything. I don't know why I keep talking so much. Literally all day you were like, I'm really tired. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to have energy for the podcast. Yeah, I'm a big complainer over here. <laughs> <laughs> Our fourth and second co-host, um, Ooh, he gave gotta, Innocence we, a four. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to oh. take a score because I remember that was like the highest score yeah. he gave a game. Yeah, I mean, this game is intended I, for French. There's no way he gave it a, a low score. I was well. looking at his, like, reviews for... There were some games, like, Crackdown 3, I think he gave a 6 or something. Like, he has, really? like, some weird... I think it was Crackdown 6. He has some weird um, scoring. But, yeah, what do you guys think it was? Innocence was a 4. You can't do points, right? It's it's only, like, 1 through yes, 10, right? Yes, it's 1 through 10. Oh, gosh. I, I I'm thinking like... 5. I think he goes 1 up. Okay, okay. I don't know. I think he's just only grown more cynical. And I think, like us, he just went 10 points lower. <laughs> I think he went to three. Um, Zero. He gave it a zero. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, zero. One. Like, one of the things that he mentioned. He didn't even get a one for being French. Yeah, I know. Because he praised the voice acting, the French voice acting, the first one. Yeah, one of the things that he brought up was a 30 frames per second. Um, oh, gosh. Bad stealth get game, bad yourself. action game. Um. I mean, it is like a lot, and also the swearing in this one. But <laughs> I wanted to read uh, very quickly two reviews. His like the translation was really bad. Just a lot of the uh, shit, you know. Someone who gave a seventy a critic. A Plague Tale Requiem is a fantastic sequel on several counts. It improves on its predecessor in just about every way by finely tuning its stealth and navigation systems, adding more gameplay variety, and delivering a visually stunning world that puts games with much larger budgets to shame. Its weak spot comes down to its messy storytelling, which exposes the thematic limits of a medium that's over-reliant on violence as its primary form of interaction. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. 
I guess it is kind of violent. <laughs> um, and then someone who gave it a four. Hand-holding yawn simulator. Imagine Tomb Raider without the action, with a kid constantly <laughs> yapping on, with puzzles that a cat scratching at your controller could solve. Then bring the kid back, constantly stands in your way, as if the interaction buttons aren't bad enough to line up with. This last-gen-looking game is a snooze fest. But he gave it a four, which is like, I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a zero score to me, but... Which, yeah, there were kind of kind of puzzles. Not really, but things yeah. to figure out. I thought they were pretty easy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I got like a <laughs> uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you have any game suggestions, please, we'd love to hear it. You can email us at gamepassgrabback at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook or Twitter at gbgbpod. If, or you can also message me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. And, um, yeah. Keith. Don't forget Keith reviews. Uh, if you are upset about how much he hated this game, he is uh, Keith Lynch one two one at Twitter. Hashtag Keith reviews. I would love that. Hashtag Keith. I think I'm going to get one to two people who might agree with me, um, but also probably not because nobody nobody ever wants to review my reviews. <laughs> it's, it's a real shame. I I I am a very famous reviewer. I demand attention. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I, I'm going it, to, it's not, it's not a thing, but it's kind of a thing. I had, I had posted something about stickers cause I still have them. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know, send us a message on game pass grab bag. If you want stickers, cause I still have stickers and I don't know. If you want a free sticker of our logo. Yeah. Just tell us you want I it. I mean, I guess if you're, if you're okay with sending me your address, I don't know, get a P.O. box or something. I don't care. I don't, I don't really want your address. I just don't want these stickers anymore. So, <laughs> Hey, I paid for those stickers. <laughs> Andrew, what's your address? You're getting a lot of stickers. You actually, I, how many like do you stickers. have left? I think I still have like at least 15 of them. Oh, dang. not more. I have a decent amount. Yeah, t- they take up so much space. Keith. I, I can see why they're so So many stickers. I, we're trying they to. They do. They're in it. <laughs> They're in a Ziploc bag inside my desk. It's very cumbersome. <laughs> I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag, comment I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob, Noob is EW. All right, everyone. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.